You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn cross country and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the cross country SEC championship meet that was held October 30th in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You know, Jessica, cross country season every single year is very short, but for some reason this year it feels even more short. Well, you know, coronavirus made it super short. But I'll be honest with you, I don't think that we had only like one less meet, right? I no, think I think we had at least two fewer than we did last Are year. Are you sure about that? Yeah, Because I positive. feel like it was always like three or four meets and then SEC championships and then nationals. No, we were still behind a few. Well, here I am, the novice commentator, so I will defer to your judgment. So. But we're also, this is kind of when the SEC championship is. It's usually end of October, early November. T- true. So, so it's the right time of year. Yes, and it, I'm sure it feels great to be running out there in this type of weather right now. Hey, Amen. I think, what was it, like, what do we see, like 60-something degrees oh, man. while they were out there? They... Well, and this is down in Baton Rouge, so I bet it was even like nicer because it was still on the warmer side. However, they just had the tropical storm, so it's probably, it was probably humid. really humid. Oh. Yep, that was my I thought. I didn't think about that. Although the, the hurricane, see, this is the expert analysis on cross-country you okay, get here. Tell me. Going weather. Although when a hurricane comes through, as we've just experienced, the humidity tends to go down and temperatures tend to cool because it's sucking all that air out as it goes through the system. So I bet it was pretty nice down there, if I'm guessing. Well, coming from somebody who's not a meteorologist, I mean, I I'm going to pre- defer to your expertise. It's Halloween, so I pre- pretend to be a meteorologist on this. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> well, like we said, it was Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So the meet was actually held at one of my kind of favorite types of locations. It was on a golf course. So it was held at the University Club Golf Course, which is right near LSU's campus. So a couple things from this. Why, again, just for people that may be new, do you like golf course running for cross country? Because it's obviously, it's a well-kept area. Okay. Which is interesting that they would let runners run on a golf course, you know, just because they do maintain it so precisely. But well-maintained terrain, you're mostly grass. You know, a few sand traps. I know you love the sand traps. Um, but It just it, feels like an obstacle course when you throw those in there. Well, it also, think about a golf course. You've got hills. You've got some, you know, low areas. So the terrain is different. you got the rough, as they call it, in the, in the, in the green. Exactly. All the... Different terrain. Here, I, I, look, I'm doing just good to commentate on cross country. I don't even need to get into the golf world because that will just oh, confuse gosh. things even more on that. I don't know anything about golf. Except that there's sand traps and you want your score to be low. So let me ask you this as well. You said this is one of your favorite types of courses for them to run in cross country. But this has probably got to be one of your least favorite places on earth for them to run in terms of its location. Uh, no. They've run in T-Town before. 
But you've had some pretty bad experiences in Baton Rouge. Well, yes, personally I have. You uh, got punched by an LSU fan at the yep. Auburn LSU game. You got chewed out by a, a five-year-old. And a grandmother, all in like within five seconds of each other. Not yeah. just chewed out, like cussed out by both of them. Our friend got beer poured on her because she was wearing an Auburn shirt. And believe it or not, folks... It smells like corn dogs. So here's the thing: if you want me to, if you want me to run in a cross country meet and do well, put me in Baton Rouge because I will be running towards the corn dogs the entire time. Because I really, or would that make you sick? Like oh, I love smelling corn dogs all the time. I would. I mean, I know we make fun of them for it, but honestly, there are worse things to smell like. So just give me something to run after that smells like a corn dog, and I will. I will run after it every I'll day. I'll be honest. Here's what I remember about Baton Rouge. I don't remember it smelling like corn dogs. I remember it smelling like what's that chicken place that's real famous there? Um, uh, Canes, Canes. Canes. Yeah, it was real I greasy smell. I remember that. Like yeah. Canes. yeah, yeah. Greens is dis- <laughs> Greens. Canes is disgusting. Yikes! You're gonna have some haters. I'm just saying. Look, we've had chicken debates on the ETC network before about who's the best Chick Fil A. Exactly. Chick Fil A. Canes is disgusting, and that Canes is was just the most greasy. Like, oh, it was. And I love junk food, so this is coming from somebody that. Well, thankfully, the runners did not eat any canes. You never know. Well, let's hope that they didn't, because that probably <laughs> may be why we didn't have some more than favorable results here. Well, so here's the thing. We knew going into this that Auburn was not going to be top five in the teams. We also knew that we had had a very odd season. Are you running for office because you are such the politician right now? <laughs> I am a leader, so I have to play both sides. A leader of what? Nurses. A le- not, well, I'm not, that doesn't apply here. The leader of, but I'm just saying, but a leader is always a leader. You yeah, know? A leader of nonsense is what no, you are. Okay, thanks. But I'm just saying, we knew that this wasn't going to be the season that Auburn is first place. Mm-hmm. So we go in, we do our best, we learn from our errors, and we keep it moving. And we're thankful that we still had a cross-country season. I, I Look, in COVID-19 era, I am thankful that we got any kind of sports, even if it was a limited capacity, shorter amount of time. I just thankful that we've got to talk about something going on in college um, athletics in general. I agree. I fully agree. So, do you want to talk about the men, or do you want me to talk about the men? Uh, I'll do the first. I'll, I'll do my boys right here. And did you mention it was eight k, one hundred and seven runners, one hundred and seven runners total? Uh, the men place twelfth out of all twelve SEC teams competing. Now, I'm not sure which two SEC SEC teams are excluded from that exactly, but twelve of them competed. Um, and probably that's the only 12 that have the SEC um, cross-country programs. So that's a total of 282 points. So obviously as a team, not great. Uh, you, you obviously don't ever want to be last. Uh, you honestly want to be in the upper half of that, and Auburn was not able to do that. But let's talk about some individual performances because that might allow us to have um, just a little bit uh, of a perspective of maybe something better that happened here. So so let's start off with the guy that led us the entire year for the men, Silas Kitnagic. If I'm saying it right, I believe I am. I've we heard hope. it. You've I, done a good job of saying it quickly. Just say it confidently, Kyle, and don't act like you don't know what you're talking about, and it'll just go fine. So the junior placed 38th overall with a time of 25 minutes, 7.2 seconds. Now that is his season best, so that is something that you always want to see, is that your leaders especially, but your athletes in general, are giving their best at the very end of the season. And Absolutely. This, this is the time to do it. Then followed by Ryan Kinane, a name that we've gotten a little bit more familiar with and are very impressed with. A freshman finished 48th overall with a time of 25 minutes, 14.4 seconds. He is the 10th best freshman finisher here. So that's what you like to see here. We're not talking about a ton of seniors. We've got two of them coming up, though, and then obviously they'll be moving on. 
but maybe Silas next year is going to be, again, be the leader. And then if Ryan can kind of come up a little bit further in his progression, you might have a very powerful duo there leading the men next year and maybe having a little bit more success. So Absolutely. congratulations to Ryan. The next uh, three, four, and five runners that scored for Auburn, Tommy McDonough, the senior, finished 60th with a time of 25 minutes, 29.3 seconds. Followed by Jack Rogers, a senior, placed uh, 72nd in the time of 25 minutes, 42.9 seconds. And then Dustin Lewis, another freshman, placed 95th, 26 uh, minutes, 45.1 seconds. So we're very familiar with Tommy, very mm-hmm. familiar with Jack. Dustin Lewis, a brand new yeah, name for brand us, new to us, at least in terms of placements or scoring placements. Yep. We haven't had the chance to talk about him a lot. Thoughts on him? So I'm former- pretty impressed that this is, like you said, the first time that we've discussed him on the podcast and he came in top five for Auburn. So typically we only talk about the um, the runners who place for Auburn scoring. So looking forward to seeing him next year and everything that he can do, hopefully in track and field as well. We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest. Every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcast, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. So right now, if we think about it, uh, obviously with Tommy and Jack moving on, we also know of Evan. You know, Evan's been in there a lot, and he doesn't appear in the scoring placements for the men. Uh, But obviously, you can probably think that your makeup of your team right now from what we can make up be Silas, Ryan, Dustin, and Evan would probably be your top four that just kind of assuming other people coming in or things like that, people making a big progression forward. So again, not very impressive for the men overall as a team, but there are some highlights maybe to discuss in there as individuals. Absolutely. So, but not unimpressive. It could have been worse. At least they got to run this year. That's That's all I care about. exactly right. So for the women, they ran a 6K. And they actually had more runners and another team. So 125 runners versus 107 for the men. And Auburn, again, placed 12th. However, there were 13 teams this time. Um, and Auburn women had 288 points. Woo, women getting that 12th place out of the 13th. This is, this, see, this is what I wanted out of my boys. I wanted 11th place, so you're not last. <laughs> Looking for the small victories here. That's exactly right. You know, we always look for the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yes. There's always something positive. We had a cross-country season. In 2020, you got to reach for that light as all as with your all, just everything that you got. That's right. Absolutely. So for the Auburn women, we had Abby Zane place first for Auburn and 53rd overall with a time of 21 minutes, 33.1 second. And then senior Presley Weems placed 64th in 2155.3. 
Then followed by Hannah Dial, a sophomore, placing 68th in 2150, 53.6 seconds. Then we had senior Faith Bet placing 70th in 21 minutes, 55.3 seconds. And finally for Auburn, we had senior Louisa McPherson placing 78th overall with a time of 22 minutes, 2.8 seconds. So looking at this, Kyle, we had a lot of seniors for the Auburn women. And it's kind of disappointing because they've done really well this season uh, as overall. Indivi- as, as individuals, individuals yes. You know, I, I know there's some discussion to be had that we could have potentially performed better. However... You know, it will still be sad to see Presley and Faith and Louisa, you know, have to say goodbye to them. But here's the good thing about that. Obviously, we'll miss them is that your leader, just like for the men and Silas, Abby Zane has been leading the ladies the entire year. She's a junior, so everything goes according to plan. She's back for another year, and it's potentially going to be the leader again next year. That's true. And we do have some other people that didn't finish top five, like you said, um... Jack and Evan Rogers' sister. I cannot remember oh, her name. Oh, yes. I forgot about her. Um, That's exciting. Shucks. Her name has just completely escaped me, but I know we've got the sister. The Rogers' sister. Let's say, is it Samantha? No. Samantha? I feel like that's an Olaf thing right mm. there from Frozen. Okay. Samantha? <laughs> I feel like it's Samantha Rogers. But Disney fans get that. I'm just making that up, apparently. But anyway, so we've got the Rogers sister coming in. You know, we've got Hannah coming back and Abby. Um, so looking forward to seeing them next year. But also, you know, that doesn't mean that Faith and Hannah, or sorry, Faith and Louisa and Presley won't do really well in indoor. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this isn't the very, they don't just do cross country and they're done. I mean, right. Most people that compete, and all that compete in cross country are going to be running long distances pretty much in indoor and outdoor uh, track and field season. Assuming we get all of that. You know? I know. It is, it is going to be interesting to see, okay, are we going to go back to a more normal schedule? Are we going to have all of the indoor meets? Because indoor is a really short season anyway. It's even shorter than cross country usually. So you just never know, I guess. So I guess here's my question. And from our notes here and what we've gathered, Auburn is not putting anybody in nationals. Yeah. So from what I remember, you have to finish top 40 to be considered for nationals. And none of our athletes finished top well, 40. Well, Silas finished 38th. So that, that's true. That's so, true. So right. maybe he is. So he could be a shoe in potentially. I don't expect it just okay. based on Coach Fry's um, final comments. Um, yeah, the way that the the notes and some of the articles that were written about this, it, it was a very there was a finality to it. You know, like, like yeah, like we did a great job. You know, considering the circumstances, right. but we will be back stronger in indoor. So our anticipation is this is our last cross country, yeah. um, you know, episode for you guys this season, unless something changes and maybe Silas does end up running and we might need to cover that and we'll see what happens there. But it looks like this is it for cross country in 2020 COVID-19 edition. So what are your final thoughts? I know you've got something pressing you want to discuss. What was my pressing thing that I want to discuss? I feel like we didn't talk about sand traps near enough this season. Well, look, there's bigger concerns in the world than sand traps. Kyle's able to put aside his his sand trap rants for this season just okay. to make sure that these athletes get out of here. Here's the thing that I take away from this season is that we are going to we've already figured out kind of who is going to be uh, the people to watch next year, yep. you know, for the men, we were talked about it. Silas, Ryan, Dustin, and potentially Evan Rogers for the mm-hmm. ladies, Abby Zane, uh, the Rogers sister, <laughs> we're calling Samantha, Samantha. <laughs> at this point, and Hannah Dial are yep. going to be the big names to maybe watch coming up. Yeah, obviously, if they don't go anywhere else and they continue to run, that's probably the names that we'll see out there 
uh, heading forward. I'm just thankful, as I've said a thousand times already, that they got a chance to run and cross country and we got to compete. Me too. Absolutely. So thank you all for joining us for cross country 2020 COVID-19 edition. And we look forward to joining you back for indoor track. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?